This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Sophie Smith has an absolutely incredible story that all culminates in her running for premature babies. It raised over $3 million to give babies a better chance of survival. She is the New South Wales local hero, and it's an honour to talk to you today. Sophie, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Sophie, can you can you take us back? I know it's it's a it's a hard year, but to two thousand and seven, and just explain everything that led to this moment that where you started running. Sure, it was actually two thousand and six, um, and my husband Ash and I were absolutely over the moon to find out that we were ca- I was carrying triplets, and that we were going to become parents for the first time three times over. I actually thought that I was the luckiest person on earth. I couldn't think of any greater miracle and um but then sadly our little boys our three little boys arrived frighteningly early um and huge efforts were made to save their lives and they fought to to live but um sadly we lost our three little boys henry only lived for an hour Mm, evan lived for 10 days and jasper lived for 58 days um and each, we lost each of our boys to different complications from their prematurity. They were cared for at the Royal Hospital for Women's Newborn Intensive Care Unit. And the team there were just amazing and, and did everything that they could to try to save their lives. But sadly, um, yeah, we, we lost our, our babies. And so as a result of this tragic event, my understanding is, is you made a decision to start to make efforts to raise money so that they might have better equipment. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, we actually realised when our little boys were in hospital, we realised that most of the equipment keeping them alive was donated. And we learned that the hospital actually relies on fundraising for 70% of the equipment in the unit. And we also realised, well, we were told that a lot of the equipment sort of needed updating and there was new technology that meant better equipment was available, but it was very expensive. Mm. And so... um, Ash and I decided, it was actually Ash's idea after Jasper died. We, we were both um, so, um, you know, our, our little boys had, had brought so much joy, so much love into our lives. And, and then when they died, we were determined that that was not the end of their story and that something good could come from them. So it was actually Ash's idea. And he said, why don't we train to run a half marathon and try and raise $20,000? Because that would um, provide the hospital with, with one new humidity crib that they needed in the hospital. So um, I thought this was a brilliant idea. And it was only actually a few weeks after Jasper died that Ash came up with this idea. And um, and I thought this was a brilliant idea. And suddenly I, I had something to focus on and I threw my, you know, all my energy into this project. And I, I'm trying to get people to run with us because I thought, well, I can't raise $20,000 on my own. I'm going to need a team of people with me. So I just made a little flyer, put it out in my local neighbourhood, told all my friends, this is what I'm doing, please come and join me, run, you know, train, run this half marathon and let's raise $20,000 for the hospital. And then basically from there, everything took off. I mean, I, when I look back to, to that time, um, if somebody had told me then that we would end up raising three and a half million dollars in the next 12 years and, and give premature babies a better chance of survival, I would never have believed it. But it, it just, sort of grew um in our first year we ended up with 98 people on the team and we raised 
$80,000. So the hospital were able to purchase four new humidity cribs. And then from there, I knew after that first, the first race was actually nine months to the day after our babies had been born. And, um, and about seven months after Jasper died. And, um, uh, and I knew on that day that this was the beginning of something and that I wanted to do it all over again the next year. And, um, and so, yeah, we just went from there. And now we've had um, about over 3,000 people have run with me. We've actually just run our 13th half marathon, Sydney half marathon, mm. um, a few weeks ago. And um, we've provided now 45 pieces of life-saving equipment. And we also fund research projects at the unit um, to uh, advance the care of premature babies. And, and actually, the, the, the machines, the equipment that we have provided is so incredible and it it means that babies smaller and thicker than my boys were now have a much better chance of survival extraordinary Extraordinary. (laughs) it's just incredible to see that i mean out of a tragedy like that something so incredible can have and happen that is going to impact so many families yeah it, Um, it helps me so much you know in my sort of you know grief journey to be able to channel my grief into this in the beginning helped me to get through the most difficult days and then you know even today I love I I, I'm so proud to be Henry Jasper and Evan's mum and I feel like they're very much a part of of my presence and not just uh babies that I lost a long time ago and we Ash and I went on to have two more children Owen and Harvey who are now eight and ten and um yeah, Henry, Jasper and Evan are very much a, a real um, presence in in our lives. And um, and so that's helped me enormously. And then when I get to meet the, the families and the babies and the children who've actually used our equipment, and some of those, you know, I've, I've met babies who I, the doctors have told me and the parents have told me that without the specific uh, ventilators, but particularly these ventilators that we've provided, without these machines, these babies would not have survived and so it makes me feel you know that that really really good that something has come something so good has come from my little boys sophie this is this is an incredible story but there's there's a profound level of resilience that you have because i mean kind of disaster doesn't just beset your life in 2006 i mean a few years later you then lose your husband but there's, right. there's there's clearly passion. There's there's a there's a joy and a determination in your life. I mean, yeah. where did you find this level of resilience? I mean, this would wreck every normal human, and you turn it into something I, profound. I, well, I do know that if somebody had told me, um, you know, before any of this happened, this was going to happen to me, I would say this would wreck. You know, I can't survive that. You know, you can't cope. But actually. I, don't, I think, you know, you can't underestimate the, the power of the, the strength of the human spirit. I think that within, I think everybody can, you know, I basically realise that you can't change. I can't change what has happened. Like I, but nothing I could do was bring my babies back. Mm. That That is, you know, I, I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is I can, I can have, now have a choice. You know, after my babies died, I thought I have a choice. What can I do? I can either give up on my life because my babies died, or I can live my life to the, you know, a, a, to the very best that I can and find joy and find happiness and and do some, do whatever I can 
to be something positive in honor of my boys rather than give up on life because they're not here anymore. Um, and I think with my husband, Ash, um, two years after losing our baby, well, 18 months after losing our babies, we had our fourth baby, Owen, um, a healthy baby. And um, when Owen was six months old, Ash was then diagnosed with terminal brain cancer oh. and told that he would probably only live for one year. Um, but he actually ended up living for seven years. And mm. in that time, we we had so many amazing, we had an amazing we lived an amazing life together in that seven years. And amazingly, we went on and had another baby, Harvey, who, um, yeah, you know, arrived after you know, two years after Ash was diagnosed with, with brain cancer. So um, we did experience a lot of heartbreak, but we also experienced so much joy. And I think um, for me, focusing on what I have or, and what I had rather than what I've lost, is what keeps me um, keeps me going and keeps me positive. It's extraordinary resilience with children too. How do how do Owen and Harvey kind of respond to the legacy that you've been able to establish for their brothers who aren't here and their father who isn't around? I mean, how are they doing? Uh, they they're they're great. I mean, they've grown up knowing. You know, the first place I ever took Owen as a newborn baby was to the cemetery um, <laughs> to visit his brother's grave, and and and. Um, as soon as Owen was able to, to talk and sort of understand, um, he was the one who helped us enormously. It was, I remember when Owen was two and it was Henry's birthday because my, my triplets actually had different birthdays. Um, but when it was Henry's birthday, Owen suddenly looked at me and said, oh, no, we've forgotten the cake. And, and ever since then, we've all, always celebrated uh, Henry, Jasper and Evan's birthdays with a cake and... and um, yeah, and we celebrate them, yeah. and so they've grown up. They've grown up knowing about their brothers, and they've grown up with their brothers being a very real part of their lives. And running for premature babies is also very much a part of Owen and Harvey's lives, and they understand that it's because of their brothers that hen- that running for premature babies exists, and that because of their brothers, premature babies have a better chance of survival at the Royal Hospital for Women. Um, so, so that they. Um, you know, they have a sense of that. And I think also with losing their dad, I mean, obviously it was terribly difficult to um, to lose their dad at such a young age. Um, but again, Ash is very much still a presence in our lives. And um, we, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we, my boys have a very clear sort of feeling that daddy is with Henry, Jasper and Evan um, and that they're, they're, you know, that they're with us still mm. in, in some way. So, um, yeah, I think my, my boys are good. And children are incredibly resilient. And they help me. Owen and Harvey help me enormously. You know, you can't sit around with a long face when you've got two little boys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making you laugh every day. That's right. <laughs> How can our, um, our Hope listeners and community support running for premature babies? Well, actually, uh, Running for Premature Babies says thank you. We're now a registered Australian charity. Um, we now have many different events 
not just in Sydney, but also in Queensland, um, was now supporting a hospital in Queensland as well as a hospital in Sydney. My dream is that we will eventually grow Australia-wide and that um, eventually we will have running communities all over the country supporting hospitals right around our country. Um, we have uh, running teams in Sydney in the, in the City to Surf coming up, which you can walk or run. I'm going to be walking that alongside the New South Wales Senior Australian of the Year, Heather Lee, who's a 92-year-old world champion speed walker. So if anybody would like to join us <laughs> at walking the city to surf or running the city to surf, also we have a kids' fun run every year on my baby's birthday, um, on my baby's birthday in August um, in Kudji. We are taking a team to Nepal in October to run the Annapurna Marathon in the, in the Himalayas. We have teams running on the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast and Brisbane. Um, so we would love people to jump on my website, runningforprematurebabies.com, and have a look at where we have teams um, in different events. But also, we have many people now who support us by running or walking any event of their choice around the country. And, um, and I will send anybody who's going to, to do an event for us a, a running singlet and cap for running for premature babies. And then we just ask people to try and raise um, some money through their events. And that money will all go to life-saving equipment and research for neonatal care. I mean, I'm a little bit lost for words, but I think <laughs> um, I think it's an extraordinary moment. Like th- these kind of extraordinary moments happen in each and every one of our lives, where something like this comes along, and you think it's going to wreck you. Um, and then somebody like you takes it and turns it into a legacy that's going to benefit. Um, you know, hundreds of children for years to come. I, I think you know, in a small way. Um, my mum, who's a regular part of our show, yeah. um, she won't ever talk about this, but she she regularly volunteers at a hospital um, because she lost her husband uh, right. to cancer, you know, yeah. and that was a really tragic experience, obviously, for her and the whole family. We, my sister and I were both devastated. But mum yeah. said, this is not going to be the thing that defines me, but I have an opportunity to shape an experience for someone else who's coming into hospital with this world of unknown that might be better and bigger and brighter. And yeah. so she regularly, you know, drives them around and picks them up and walks them to wherever they want to go because she just wants to be that first contact as a positive contact. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as I listen to your story, I think that there's a lot of people who are walking this really difficult path right now where this might be the thing that kind of stops life for a season. Um and and I think you've done something extraordinary. What do you say to the person who's sitting in a season like that right now and going, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I, I craft this into a legacy that's going to change people's lives forever? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I can't, you know, downplay the, the utter devastation of losing a child, losing a yeah. baby. And I know, you know, there may be people listening who, who have lost a, a baby and, and, you know, it's, it's just there's no words to describe the pain of losing a child mm. but um but i would say that you know for me i always um for me i i just think even in the very very worst times you just don't give up because there's always for me i just always found there was there, for me it's hope mm. and um and my memories of my babies, I was lucky that I had some time with my babies. And I'm very grateful for what I had with them. I know, you know, I had 58 days with Jasper and only had one hour with Henry. And I feel so grateful and lucky that I had 58 days to get to know Jasper. But, um, 
that I think it's just that um, you've just got to take put one step in front of the other and just keep going. And like you say, with your mum, to be able to find a way to help others, um, you know, to help others actually helps you enormously. And I have found that by um, throwing myself into running for premature babies, supporting other people when their babies are in hospital um, from prematurity, supporting people. We've had many people join my team who've lost their own babies to prematurity or stillbirth or sickness. And um, I've been able to support people through that you know, terrible time. And, and that's something I'm, I've, I'm, I love to do because I love to be able to, to, to help people through that terrible time and, and show them that, that life is still worth living. Mm. And that even though their baby has died, they're still that baby's mum or dad, mm. and that will never change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sophie Smith, thank you so much for joining us uh, to talk about your amazing work and your incredible story. Uh, if you'd like to get involved, you can go to runningformeprematurebabies.com. Thank you. And anyone can follow us on social media. We have a Facebook page, Running for Premature Babies, and an Instagram page, Running for Prems. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.